Hey peeps, it's me, Christine, and I want to share with you a game-changing product that has improved my sleep and daily health. So let's dive in. You all know through my journey, I have struggled with sleep, being afraid of it, not getting quality sleep, and not being able to regulate my temperature throughout the night. I definitely learned the hard way, but sleep matters big time. It's when your muscles repair, your brain detoxes, and your body can work on cellular renewal. We just can't afford to miss out on an adequate amount of high-quality sleep, which is kind of hard when you have a rare disease. There's not much that I control in this real life, but one of the easiest and most effective ways to get better sleep every single night is through temperature regulation. Studies actually prove cooler temperatures lead to a deeper, more restful sleep, and that insomniacs actually lack this natural drop in core body temperature, which is what keeps them up at night. Personally, I run hot. This means that even if my room is super cold, I wake up in a pool of sweat, uncomfortable, changing my clothes several times throughout the night. It's frustrating for obvious reasons, and this is why I was so relieved to discover this transformative products from Chili. The Cube from Chili Sleep is a system that fits right over the top of your mattress and uses water to control the temperature of your bed, which helps lower your internal temperature and triggers deeper, relaxing sleep. Since water has 30 times more thermal conductivity than air, these systems are a lot more effective than just cranking up the AC. I mean, I keep my house at 65, so it has to be true. Ever since I started using the Cube system, I've noticed I fall asleep a lot faster, sleep deeper, and wake up feeling fully rested. (laughs) Now, my wife is not a polar bear like me and likes to sleep a little bit warmer, so I love that we can each have our own temperatures on either side of the bed. Chili products can range between 55 and 115 degrees. Right now, Chili is offering my audience a really great deal. When you go to chilisleep.com backslash findyourrare20, you get 20% off the Cube All Sleep Systems with Find Your Rare 20. Sleep is something we could all use more of, and we can all take small steps towards getting better sleep to improve our life in big ways. I hope you'll check out the Chili Sleep System and see why I love their product so much. Hey, peeps. Welcome to a bonus episode of Because We Are Strong. I've got some big news and I can't wait to share. I'm your host, Christine, so let's dive in. This is the Because We're Strong podcast, where we sit down every week to get your stories and insight on how to navigate this rare life. You can expect everything real and raw in the hopes that your story, along with ours, helps another person who is dealing with a similar rare struggle. So grab your favorite drink, a comfy blanket, and buckle in, because rare disease isn't for the faint of heart. Okay, guys. Everyone knows I'm overwhelmed and frazzled and there's been a lot of changes going on and sometimes the universe just takes care of things for you. So I want you to welcome back Michelle. Mama bear for a rare? That sound familiar? Well, let me introduce her again. The new co-host of Because We Are Strong. Hey, Michelle. Hey, guys. Hey, Christine. Thank you so much for including me and having me. I am beyond excited. I can't contain my excitement about this new journey that I am going to be on with you. I can, I mean, so we're doing this episode today, not only to, um, you know, introduce Michelle um, and on for the podcast, but also just, it amazes me in this rare community how many times, like, 
you can connect with someone who you're not actually sharing the exact same experience with. And, you know, that's what we're kind of, kind of talk about today. I mean, we have a lot of actually very weird connections in general. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about one of the rarest ones, which is you're a mom of a rare child. I'm going through a rare disease, but yet here we are. And like, I can still talk on the phone with you for an hour as if, you know, we're 16 and you're my best friend. Well, I, I thought we already established that we're best friends, but like, we just, we never knew it. So I mean, <laughs> and everyone now knows why I love her. She's, um, but you know, uh, for those of you out there who probably know, you know, started working at Dairy Queen when I was 13 and this particular Dairy Queen happens to be up the street from where Michelle grew up. Like that's weird. So totally ran into each other. Oh, I definitely believe we actually did. Cause if you haven't gone to the Mawa Dairy Queen, I don't know what you're doing wrong, but a lot of things, obviously. Um, and then you teach in Montclair, which is like where my mom owned a video store. So like, what are like, to me, that's just like weird. This was meant to be like all along. The stars are finally aligning. No, it's true. I mean, honestly, everyone knows I make very um, impulsive gut decisions, I call them. Like when my gut feels right. Um, and this morning, you know, I just, after we had that little podcast talk, I was like, oh my God, you dumb dumb. Like, this is it. And then I, I, I proposed. Oh my gosh, I proposed. I'm so... She said, yes, guys. She said yes to the podcast. I said yes. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> we should totally make that like uh, a post. Uh, I always love those engagement posts. <laughs> but okay. So can we get down to like the nitty gritty a little bit? And can I just want you to kick it off and really explaining like why, how as a mother is it to relate to me as someone with a rare disease? Does that make sense? Like. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, obviously, like you said, we have, we're walking different paths in our lives and you're firsthand experiencing what it's like to have a rare disease. And although I am not firsthand experiencing it, it, it feels like that because my, my daughter Haley, who was diagnosed eight months ago, she's now 16 months old. Um, she was diagnosed with Jordan syndrome, which probably never heard of because I never heard of it until she was diagnosed. And she's an extension of me. So I do feel like what she's going through and her struggles and her triumphs and her accomplishments, like whatever she goes through, I feel like I'm on that journey with her. I mean, I am, but you know, I just, I, I love that. I mean, like and I say, that I love that because my mom used to always say to me like, well, one, you'll understand when you're a mother. Um, and two, um, she used to always say that having kids is like having your heart, your heart lives outside of your body. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, shout out to mom. Cause like, I definitely, I, that's one of the ones I kept, <laughs> um, you know, locked in my brain. And because I think that's what it's true. Like I like that way of putting it and rare mamas go through such like, Oh my gosh, you guys are so fierce. You're superheroes, but you guys don't always get to like talk about the struggle as a rare mom and the struggle as a rare family and you know the grief that you go through when you know life hits you uh, and everyone handles it differently I mean I never heard of Jordan's disease until you know I, I came across you and I mean that's what I love about this podcast too is just that we have what 
65 episodes out and we only have one overlap like of disease i mean everyone's disease is a it's not we haven't tried or planned it that way it just happened to be like that's the reality right yeah i mean and there's so many diseases out there that people haven't even discovered and like that's why this is so important for us to talk about and you know those of those people who are struggling to get a diagnosis like maybe they'll hear something that we're talking about and they'll be like wait a second Maybe I need to ask my doctor about that. Maybe those symptoms are things I'm experiencing. Michelle, have you listened to my my episode of Because We're Strong where like I tell my story? I literally had a I literally had a um I got I was a guest on a podcast and after the podcast she's like, It really sounds like you have Ellers Daniel. I was like, it might be, and I was like, How about you don't go diagnosing me off of a podcast, right? Because I was still in this like very like I don't know Friendly. about this, all of this, like yeah, I was not in the space, right? And I'll be damned. I got frustrated, asked by the doctors, and you best bet your butt that I, you know, had a clinical diagnosis for Ehlers Daniels. So it's like you really have to become your own advocate in a space that doesn't have a lot of representation. Right. And, and to be honest, you know, I knew since she was born that there was something and I was on Google and I wasn't finding kids that looked like her or were experiencing the, the exact same thing. And, you know, I have doctors that, and I, and I don't blame them at all because how would they know about this completely rare new diagnosis? You know, she was misdiagnosed and that sometimes I think, you know, people come across that they're misdiagnosed and, you know, there's still I trying have to 42 find- diagnoses. Isn't that funny? I have 42 yeah. diagnoses on my chart. Like, think, like to me, that's like, what? No one's concerned about that. <laughs> it's just the medical world is just, it's such a mystery, but you know, I, I'm so thankful for it because I feel like, you know, I, I post about it all the time, like how much I love science. I am not a science girl at all. Like, I'm an English social studies kind of girl. Science in school when I was growing up, I was like, not my thing. But oh, I love science. That's so funny. Let me tell you, I I appreciate it and value it so much now because the advancements that they're making and their research and like these connections that we're able to, you know, find different things for our kids and individuals and yourself. You know, it's just it's crazy what's out there. It is. I mean, I think for me. Like I grew up in the age in which like you don't have internet friends. Like that's like, um, what do I say? Um, like, AOL, AIM. Well, well, duh, AIM. Like, let me, let me tell you, I wrote some fierce freaking like away messages to some oh, boys, but, um, but no, I was actually talking about like ASL, right? Like uh, age, sex, location. Oh, yep, like yep. Th- that was like a big no, no. Um, and so I, I genuinely, I guess, feel like, it's weird that, like, I spent an hour on the phone with you this morning and I've never met you in real life. Like, I can't even speak an hour on the phone to people who I have met in real life. Right. So I am with you like, on that. You become so, like, connected um, to people that you've never met. And I think, like, that to me is, like, one of the most amazing experiences. And it doesn't matter, like, where you are or how you got to, like, this 
this rare journey, right? Like it's, it's the fact that you're here now and, you know, a life that you didn't expect. And I don't know, that's always why I wanted rare to be in the forefront somewhere where people can go to feel seen. Um, and no matter what they were. And for me, it was like, I didn't get a clear diagnosis. I still don't have a clear diagnosis. So I feel like an imposter sometimes when I'm in different groups that are specific, you know what I mean? And totally. It's just, I mean, for me, like I just find it, you know, amazing how eye opening being in this world is. And it's so funny you use the word imposter because I feel like sometimes I'm an imposter, like, you know, going on play dates and as a mom, like I'm trying to like be okay with the fact that, you know, these other kids that are Haley's age are hitting these milestones and she's not. And I feel like I'm like faking it till I make it like, oh, it's fine. But like, it's eating me up inside. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I just put the smile on my face when I go home, I'll shed some tears and I'll wake up and do it all over again. And it's just like, sometimes you feel like an imposter, but you do what you have to do to kind of get by sometimes, but it's all for yourself, and your kids. Well, this is an interesting, like, I really like where you just went with this because, right, uh, you said, like, you go out into this world and here's the thing, like, um, it's funny because we, we folk, I, I always say, like, I go out in the world and I look completely healthy. I look fine, blah, 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 blah. But interestingly enough, right, you go out into the world and you are carrying this invisible burden, right? Yep. This invisible grief and I mean, sometimes maybe it can show, but I'm sure most of the time it's like hidden because you have to be okay. Also, because the world is, can be horrible and you never know if you're on the defensive, like, you know, totally. Absolutely. You hit that like right on the head. Like, I mean, the world expects so much of you and like, as a parent, you're supposed to show up and, you know, do what you do and be strong. And like, I have to sometimes hide my tears from my four-year-old because you know, I think it's important that he knows that there's emotions, but I don't want him to, to only see this as I want him to see the positives and be able to. Yeah. Like, or see Haley as like something to cry about, right? Like who knows the internal messaging, I guess. Right. Yeah. And it's so hard, like having two different children, like one who's neurotypical and Haley. Oh my gosh. It's, it's a juggling act, you know, like trying to keep it. And well, and he's a, he, he or she, he, Noah. Um, I would cut this out, but honestly, it's just, you know what? Pronouns are important, everyone. And that is why I asked, not because I forgot. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so we're going to keep this in now. But so like Noah's a glass child, right? Like he, he's someone who, you know, will have his own struggles through this journey. And how do you show up for him and make sure he feels just as special as Haley or just, you know what I mean? Like, um, but also loves and, you know, sticks up for, I mean, gosh, like, like I said, parents, you're superheroes. Like I, I really unclear how, how you do it. To be honest, I am, (laughs) I am unclear too. There are days where I'm like, how did I get through today? And you know, then I look at Noah, my son, and he is just holding her hand and looking at her so lovingly. And I'm like, this is, this is how I do it. Like to see the love between two siblings, you know, it's just, 
that's why I show up and that's why I keep advocating and pushing. And, you know, that's my why. Oh, I, oh, I got chilled. And I also just want to like, I think Michelle, one of the reasons we have connected so well is because we are both very much so with the philosophy of, yes, we have maybe slightly different whys or how we got here, but ultimately we, I believe that we're better together. Like I want people to find these things on Google that they need to see if that makes sense. Um, and that's not always a popular opinion, but I really do believe that with 7,000 diseases, 400 million worldwide, like we don't have to be invisible or at the very freaking least we can be found on Google. Yeah. I, you know, and, it, and it's funny that you even talk about that because um, at, at the time of Haley's diagnosis, there was really very little literature. And thankfully her neurologist who diagnosed her, she sent me to the Facebook group, which like I am beyond thankful for them because they were my second family and, you know, they were there for me. But, you know, yesterday I got a message on Instagram and this, this parent was, you know, her, her son was diagnosed and she was looking for information. And she said, I was the first page that she found. And to me, I was like in, I was in tears. Like it was just, I couldn't stop because I was her eight months ago. And now it's like, this is why, like, it was just, it was everything. And and that's the thing, um, you know, and everybody's journey is their own. And I want to be clear, like, I I genuinely believe, you know, if advocacy isn't for you, that that's perfectly fine. Um, But for me, it's why I show up, right? Like, it's why I continue to fight the fight. Because ever hear the starfish story? Like, I tell it all the time. But, you know, have you heard of it? Yep. Okay. So exactly. Right. Like it's the idea that like, it matters to this one. Like I literally made, I, there's a pin I've made like, and in the rare shop that it says like, it's a zebra and it said it mattered to this one because like every time you stand up and you speak your truth and you say your story, you have no idea whose survival guide you have become. Yep. Like, and and yeah, you know what? Can I just pull this quote that one of my really good friends sent me because it's just like, really, are you really going there? Because it's literally, we were just talking about this a few months ago. I was just in probably not like, I was just having one of those days. I was self doubting and you know, you know, things happens and I'm, I'm keeping it real. And she sent me this quote, one day you will tell how your story how you overcame what you're going through and it will become part of someone else's survival guide. And yesterday when I yes. three, she was like, whoop, there it is. And she sent me that quote again. And she said, I told you. No, and that, I mean, I resonate with that so much. Um, like that's one of the ones that like you keep on the wall because like you have to keep remembering, right? Like it keeps going. It's, and like I said, it's, it's not, no, this isn't what we ordered. Like, you know what I mean? And that doesn't mean it's not beautiful. It's just not what we thought. And, you know, that's why I love this podcast so much because you know what? I don't have to be anyone but me. And some days I'm this and some days I'm that. And ultimately, um, I just want people to see that, you know, nothing is linear. And 
I'm so excited to have your energy on, on the show moving forward. And same for me. Honestly, you have helped me. Like I said, you were one of the first people that I connected with. I mean, I saw what you stood for and I was like, I need to know her. I need to talk to her. And that was it for me. I was just, you know, I felt that much less alone because it's, it's very isolating when you get a diagnosis for yourself, I'm sure, or for your child. It's just, you need some kind of you need someone, you need a group of people, you need people behind you. It's it's really, it's not just you anymore. You need your support. And that's what I found in you and so many other people. Like you said, ASL, like random people that I never thought I'd ever encounter. Right, your mom would be so pissed off at you for like, you know, giving out your oh. info. But <laughs> here we are. I'm like, hey world, this is where I am now. And you know, it's, it's been self selfishly. It's, it's helped me so much. Like, obviously it's all for Haley and that's why I'm doing it for her. And but her okay, friend. hold on, Michelle, I have to time out for a second. And this is not going to be a popular point of view because you're a mother and I get that. But I want to push back and say like, yes, it's, it's Haley is the why, but you're going through this too. Right. And there's an acceptance part of that where it's okay and it's not selfish for you to say, like, this is for me too. This is my outlet. This is how I keep going for my kids. I know, not a popular POV. Listen, I, I appreciate that point of view because I feel like I need to hear that too. You know, it's, I, I wrote a blog actually about being unapologetic because I feel like I'm always like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And um, why? Why am I sorry? Like, I'm just trying to, you know, spread awareness. And I feel like I'm always backtracking and backpedaling. And I'm like, why? I need to make sure that I'm doing this for my child and, you know, any individual that's struggling, you know, so I'm done really apologizing. So I take the the apologizing back, you know? Thank you. I mean, I don't believe in apologizing around here because, you know, I got to that point too, where I was like, I'm done apologizing for having this disease. I'm done apologizing for how I'm handling this disease. I am done apologizing that you think my intentions are this. Like I've always been an apologizer. And in a lot of ways, this disease has helped me. Like I wouldn't change this life because I've become so much more confident in who I am by just being like, no, like, you know, I'm done yep. being sorry for being who I am. Like I'm going to wear red lipstick, love Taylor Swift, keep it moving. Like, <laughs> um, and, but you know, it, it came out of that dark isolation, right? That place in which, you know, where do you go when Google has three things for you and all like outdated? Like it's, um, it, it can be really disheartening and, and discouraging. So, you know, thank God for this community. Absolutely. And it's such a great community. And I think that the, the more we start to bring it to light, um, I've, you know, people don't understand what they can't see. Right. And so I think that's another interesting part about being a mother is that people can't see your pain or don't see your disability. So they don't see your struggle. Does that make any sense? Like, totally, I get it. And then you have to worry about like, Haley's going to grow up and she, then she's going to get to decide who she wants to be in this space. Right. Totally. But you still are going to be somebody in this space. 
Like, and that's the bottom line. Like you don't go away because like, if Haley chooses not to be an advocate, like that's fine. But like your journey as a mother still exists. And, you know, I, that's why I'm so happy to have you here and your point of view, because um, it's important that moms realize it's not selfish to be like, have feelings about what's going on for them. No, and I appreciate you saying that and recognizing that because I do feel like, you know, sometimes there's this like, it's guilt a little bit. Like, you know, I'm, you know, and and it's, again, I'm just going to reiterate the fact that like, when your child is hurting, it's, it's your heart, like you can't help it. It's, it's your heart too, you know? So, you know, I feel like this is our journey, not just Haley's, you know, she's not alone on this. And it's Noah's journey and your husband's journey. Like it's your family's journey and it's going to be different. And, you know, I think all the points of view need to be heard. And, you know, I can't wait to, you know, see, see what we come up with, you know, together, just chatting for the podcast, for the blog in general. Um, you know, I, I usually feel pretty good with my gut, but you know, you've, you gave me life this morning, as RuPaul would say. <laughs> it was a fabulous morning and your conversation, it was just, it let me like proceed with my day with, you know, I was like psyched the whole day. I called everyone and I was like, guess what? So you know that it made my day complete. Um, And I mean, I guess like we should probably shout out Sarah from Two Dogs and a Laptop. Love you, um, Sarah. And we're going to shout her out because um, I was working with her when this brilliant idea came to me. And so I just feel like, you know, give props where props are are due. But you know what? Um, Michelle, I love you so much. And I am so excited to continue, you know, to build uh, this community and bridge the gap between rare disease and the rest of the world. So let's do it. Girl, I am ready for it. Until next time, guys, live large and stay rare. Catch us next week for another episode. To continue the conversation about rare disease and all the unknowns that comes with it, join our Facebook group. Want even more rare? Become a VRP member on Patreon and learn more about our stories or how to share yours by visiting bwspod.com.